about this thing that's in my brain It keeps me from wanting to go on But I want some game All right. Well, everybody, welcome back to the We the Patriots podcast. I'm your host, Sal Asante, and with me today is my co-host, Andrew, and glad to have you back today, dude. We had some fun this morning. What's going on? We had, we've been having a lot of fun yes, last. We did. Like, oh, yes, we did. Dude, I was looking back over the past, like, month. I think we put out, like, six or seven episodes in the past 30 days. Wow. Yeah. That's all we're cranking it. We are absolutely cranking. Yeah. So so yeah. So especially if you aren't into necessarily what today's show might be talking about, there is a lot of topics to go and cover that we've been talking about and stuff a lot to dive deeper into. So yeah, don't be afraid yep. to go dive in, especially into uh Danny Sport Talk. If you haven't heard the recent show, we had a couple minor leaguers, one minor leaguer and one independent ball player, and some pretty wild stories came out of that. So been doing a lot of shit, dude. This state For has sure. been going um, to shit though, and we got to talk about it. The state, right. the state, and I you. think, I think our leadership is continuing to show its its ineptitude, and right. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Well, so being from New Jersey, Bob Menendez has been a big name historically, and recently, of course, he's been. The talk of the town everywhere because of the corruption indictment that was brought against him for some of these egregious, heinous, uh, alleged bribes that he took. So, um, you know, when Chuck Schumer's saying that he's disappointed, that it's bad. bad. <laughs> so um, it's bad for the Democrats. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought right. it was really rough too because you had the other junior sitting uh, senator in New Jersey come out and say he should step down as well as full Murphy Murphy. So he's getting pressure from pretty much every angle on the democratic side. And he's from those sleaze bags from Corey, from Corey Booker and from uh, Phil Murphy that forget it. Yep. That's, but he's going to weather it. So yeah. we'll see what he does. Like I, I'm pretty interested. Uh, it looks like the things they're alleging are, are right. pretty based. looks like they have the facts. Um, from what I've seen, I mean, they had allegedly gold bars sewed into jackets. You had cash lining in right. just unmarked cash, cash in envelopes. In the... Right. So now granted, none of this is technically, I guess, been proven yet. It hasn't been proven in a court of law, but, um, doesn't look great for him. Um, of no, course he it... pled not guilty. It, to me, it um, just continues. You know, the, we'll, we'll uh, the see how it turns storm. out. I think New Jersey has just been right. honestly a display of shit show, like shit storm, like I just said, and I think it just continues it. And then, not only just Menendez, of course, last night we got into another embarrassment by a New Jersey agent, and that would be our lovely old friend Chris Christie. It, it was coming from all sides. Stage. It was coming from all sides the past couple of weeks, dude. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that debate was a doozy. Um, I have, I mean, I have a lot I could talk about on it. And so I think some of my opinions are a little bit uh, not of the mainstream. I hear people saying that uh, flip flops 
I think he was one of the better performers last night. I think um, I don't I don't think he hurt hurt himself necessarily. Yeah, I mean, let's, I I just listened to another one of his podcasts today where he really dove deep into a lot of his uh his ideas and his stances and. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I like the guy. Like the more I listen to him, he has he has a lot I of stances that are that find are out. No, the more I discover, right? The more I discover that I agree with him, and he is unique, like Trump, in the way that he doesn't. He can self fund his campaign. He doesn't need super PACs. He doesn't need outside donors. No, correct. Therefore, he can stay in as long as he do. wants to be there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and he's so doing it because he genuinely. Wants, I think he has. I think he has he, a motive. He wants, he wants to get I back. I don't to think he. I think. I don't think he. I don't know if I don't he has an angle. Motive. I don't know if he has an angle to try to get VP because I don't think he has a real shot at presidency. And I do think he had an issue last night, especially not on the policy flip flop, but on the personality flip flop. So he kind of. Hold on, got a phone call coming. We're gonna skip that bad boy. Yep. Sure. Little technical difficulties there. You were talking about Vic and his personality and how he was the nice guy. Oh, yesterday. oh, oh! That's he tried that's to think. Well, that's not true. He tried to play it at first, and I don't think it went very well. And then he had to kind of reel back into the conversation because everyone played attack mode last night at some point. Um, it was really weird. Like you're even, you're A even. A lot of it was directed towards him. It was. It it really was, and especially from Nikki Haley. Um, and she got kind of like raged up last night. I don't Nikki know. Nikki Haley was... and Tim Scott, pretty much. Yeah. Well, it was Nikki really Haley weird. Got really raged up last night. I don't know what her issue was. She's just obviously desperate for attention and and for money, yeah. and I, she has no chance. She has absolutely no chance. Um, yeah, she she really doesn't same, have a same chance. Same thing with and, Tim Scott too. And Tim Scott too. I was just gonna say, and he looked like he was just there trying to throw punches because his team probably got word that he was too soft in the first debate because he looked like a big Care Bear in the first mm-hmm. one. Um, at the end of the day, honestly, good for the country, though, in a way, because the one with the clearest head, in my opinion, got the best boost from it. And that's Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying he got a boost, but I don't think he went down at all. I don't think he really had any negatives. He defended the few things that got put on him decently well. And to be honest, let's be frank, yeah. that mo- that moderator was awful. That one moderator from whatever that Spanish uh, television was something yeah no it was horrible oh my god the questions were so slanted um it was really rough right um i don't think vivek was necessarily playing the nice guy i think he was just exchanging niceties because he he said he was like oh you know these people on the stage they're they're not they're good people right and then tim scott has to jump in thinking he's smart oh saying last debate you said we were all bought and paid for i'm like and i'm thinking to myself well like you could theoretically be a good person and still be bought and paid for they're two different things um right and i think what vivek was saying was true that yeah they are probably decent people they just have policy disagreements right uh, uh, and they probably are bought and paid for in a way so I, even on a lot of the uh, the commentary afterwards a lot of people were pointing that out that, that like that was some sort of hypocrisy on Vex part or something, and I don't really think so. I because you I, I could be a good person and still be bought and paid I don't know at the same was, time. Uh, but my I don't overall know if it was hypocrisy. I think it was more he played off as giving a different signal, if that makes sense. 
And it's more yeah. like what he gives off. It's not necessarily what he did. I think he gave off kind of that feeling right. that uh, I'm going to try to cozy up to you guys a little bit and win back some points because last time I went a little hard and all of them took that opportunity to just shit on him. And that's kind of what last night turned into, I think. And he got a lot of attention. So right. I do think uh, in a way he may have boosted He got a lot too. of attention because they're scared of him. No, he yeah, he definitely – I don't think he hurt himself yesterday. I mean, people are going to try and paint his performance in a negative way to try and hurt him. Right. But um, the only thing that was negative was that when he was being attacked, it wasn't just coming from one angle. It was coming from many different sides of the stage. It was coming from Absolutely. many different voices, like uh, from Ron DeSantis to his right, Tim Scott right to his left, Nikki Haley all the way to his right, and even like all the way down on the stage, Chris Christie was chiming in too. You know, there was there were there were points in time when um there was so much talking to like so much roasting of Vivek going on that it it you couldn't hear what anyone was saying. Mm. No, I agree because everybody was trying to jump over themselves, like, including Vivek. So there was I, I do think there was there was right. one and he's sitting there trying to and he's sitting there trying to trying to defend himself. And then and he's getting hit with two He really didn't people. have a chance to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Two, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Two different people times. saying two different things. And they would give him 15, 30 seconds to respond or whatever it was. And then they would just jump right in again. And then they would move on without ever giving him a chance to respond really or, you know, properly. So um, I think he probably would have looked a little better if he had a chance to actually respond and if he was able to use those 15 seconds to do so. Um mm. But overall, my best performer of the night in terms of substance was Doug Burgum, North Dakota's governor. Does he have what much of a shot? Probably not. But Yeah, uh, what actually came out of his mouth. I think yeah. he yeah. – well, yeah, right. I think I think he inputted the most substance throughout the whole night, and I don't think I disagree with a single thing that he said. Really? Fuck! <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I was. Oh man, I was too. I mean, granted, he didn't say much. Yeah, I was too taken aback. He didn't say much, but outliers. But I, I, I agree. Right. I, I mean, I agree with his. uh, Pretty much with every policy statement he made yesterday. No, I'm not too familiar with him or his record in North Dakota, but he. I, I liked his answer on the Second Amendment. I liked his answer on abortion. I liked his answer on small government. Um, and so on. So now, yeah, of course, it's probably a long shot for him, but I, I don't like policy wise. I don't think he would be a bad president. I just don't think he has the personality. I don't think he has. I don't don't think he has recognition. I don't think he has that. Right. I don't. I don't think he has. Yeah. There's really no chance. But um, policy wise, yeah. I mean, I I think he brought a lot of interesting perspective and discussion yesterday. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to tap on to the the one who I think should just leave at this point, which is Christy. Um, You're red. You're red. I'm red. Here we go. Yes. Are you good? Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Fuck You're this still thing, red, dude. But... All right, that's better. There you go. Yeah. Is it going to be the shittiest episode we do in a long time, everybody? Oh, yeah. All right. 
I can kind of yep. see it now. Love the You're back quality in. right now. But uh, so we were talking about, yeah. All right. Can you hear me at least? Oh, no, I can hear you. That's all I care about is can you hear me? All right. So, yeah, we take off. So, Doug Burgum, yeah, seems like a great guy. Seems like uh, solid on policy, solid, solid businessman. Um, seems like he has a solid record in North Dakota. Seems like he has the core beliefs that I share, that I believe in and uh, tend to hold close. So, yeah, I, I think he articulated himself in a good way. He sounded great, and I, I, I liked his ambition too, and his assertiveness when uh, he would interject himself, like into into the middle of some of the conversations, because he wasn't getting asked any questions, right? right? And specifically on matters that he claims to have a lot of experience with, he was he was making himself heard. He was he was speaking up, um, saying, "Can I answer this question? I need to answer this question." So I think that was good on his part, too. I think people like that. Um, yeah, and I think, it, you know, it'll serve him well in the, in the long run. I still don't think he's going to really go anywhere or do anything. But he uh, – I think I think it was a good look for him, essentially. And do you think that uh, – do you think that DeSantis gained or uh, lost at all yesterday? before we go to the, to the couple losers. Right. <laughs> um, I don't think DeSantis performed all that bad. I think he really harnessed in on what his strengths are and what he's known for the anti-wokeism agenda and a lot of what he did, what he's done in Florida. He tattered a lot of his accomplishments. Right. Do you th- what he did was, uh, I, I, I think he performed well. I think he, I don't know if he came out on top. He was, if not, it's you know a close second. Um, to me, he came across as scripted, kind of you know politician-y, uh, which is what he is. He is a politician. I think that's kind of like what um, he is, though. Yeah, I was gonna say he didn't. It, yeah, he didn't. I like the guy. I like. I love his policy. I love his anti-wokeism. I love what he's doing down there in Florida. Uh, I think it's a shame that him and Trump can't get along unfortunately but um that's just the reality now but yeah i think overall he performed well i don't know if he was the winner i don't know how much yesterday helps him if anything i think maybe he gets a little boost but i don't think he really did anything revolutionary that you know are really going to make people say you know right that's why i think like people's minds people's minds are already made up he 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 sounded the same essentially. He he sounded the exact same. So um, yeah, I I think. Hold, hold on, what? All right. He sounded the same as he always does. It sounded a little too scripted for uh, for my liking personally. But just putting my personal feelings aside, I I think the I I think the conservative base is going to wants further support behind somebody who isn't necessarily bought and paid for and isn't necessarily a politician i still think that Mm. uh, that 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 want for populism is is still there like that trump bought to the table uh, i think it's still there and that can be proved by ramaswamy's message becoming so popular because that's his message as well right he wants to 
drain the swamp, essentially, like Trump claimed. He he wants to get rid of the FBI. He wants to get rid of the CIA, the IRS, the ATF. He wants to abolish all those agencies, and he articulates how he wants to do that, especially if you go and listen to uh, a lot of what he says off the, deb- the, the debate stage and a lot of his interviews. He he's 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 a, he's a genius. He's a very smart guy. He um kind of kind of reminds me of Ted Cruz a little bit in 2016 with that message of wanting to abolish abolish the IRS and get rid of some of the three letter agencies in Washington D.C. But um so yeah, there's there's still kind of that want for a populist candidate like that. So and so that's why I don't think DeSantis doesn't have much of a chance because he's not that he doesn't fit into that mold yeah i think uh i was gonna ask no. you before we move on from desantis i think uh do you think he struggled or do you think he's gonna end up struggling because of his reliance on florida keeping him like it seems like every answer he has he tries to coax it into what he's done and he doesn't really feel like he has any real feel like he doesn't feel like he has that that feeling that Trump has when he can adapt to a room. He has all these answers that are playbooked into, oh, I've done this. I've worked with this. I've helped on maybe even this state implementing this. It, he always tries to center it around him and his, his own work in Florida or his accomplishments instead of just having a structured and pl- like actual policy response, I think. You think he struggled? No, I don't think that's a struggle at all. I think that's a strength to be able to point to what you actually did policy-wise in your state. I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. a strength. I think that if anything, that's to his credit, you know, he has done a lot of things in Florida. He has been a very successful governor. Uh, oh, totally agreed. I'm saying I think he has every right. I think he I think he has the right to to point at that stuff too. But when it comes to reading the room, like you were saying, Trump's a master at that, right? Like Trump's a master of personality and relating to people. Uh, DeSantis doesn't even, come, doesn't even come close in that regard. Um, but yeah, I mean, DeSantis should should point to his accomplishments in Florida because he should be proud of them. For, for he the absolutely should. I, I'm just curious. Did he did he say it so much last night? Did he involve it so much without speaking purely policy or what I'll do that he? that he kind of came off a certain way, if that makes sense. No, no, I don't think so. Because what I will do is a lot different than what I have done, and mm-hmm. I will do it again. Uh, see, that's where I think that he may, think, have actually, uh, he may have actually gained, he may have actually taken a step up then. Because if that's a right. general field yeah, from I, you. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, so I do want to move yeah. on. No, to, if anything, I, I think that's a good thing. If there's anything, I do want to move on to a couple of losers. Um, I do think, do honestly, Tim Scott just looked out of place, man. Especially if you know Tim Scott. If you Still know Tim Scott over the years, to punches too. he's not the kind of person that goes up in grandstands generally, especially against someone that he's somewhat comparable to. Like he, he – always seems to want to work not only across the aisle, but with different kinds of Republicans on all sorts of legislation that he thinks could really help his community. And yesterday, like you said, he was just throwing punches. It seemed like he was swinging a hammer wherever it would hit. And I think he eventually, Uh, he's going to have to drop out because he just didn't represent. It's because he wants attention. He tries for attention. 
No, no. And, and I mean, a lot of uh, his, his attractiveness, his likability was the fact that he, he's an approachable guy. He's a likable guy. He was right. always very soft-spoken um, and he would, he would be able to work with you. That's not it's what hard. Scott we saw last night. But it's hard to be that Republican and get votes nowadays because you need to win over that that right. base. And that base is, like you were mentioning before, it's pretty populist. And if you're not going to be representing bold and right. strong your ideas and you're going to be more meet me in the middle. Like Trump is a meet me in the middle in reality, yeah. but but not with the rhetoric, right? And right. Tim Scott's not necessarily the opposite. He, he actually does and says what he seemingly is going to do. He's going to work with you. Not last right. night. And I think people think of him as a pushover because of his demeanor overall. Right. And I think he might be trying to maybe change that reputation a little bit. And that's kind of why he came out swinging yesterday. But that, that can be I, very it just, true. It contrasts so much with my, my view of, of Tim Scott. And I think he's a great Senator. I think he has a lot of, he, he's he's done a lot of great things in the Senate. Uh, he will. I I remember he was a large part of writing that tax the tax bill in 2017. The tax cuts that, uh, that Trump implemented. He was a big part of that. I think he's a great senator, but I don't know if, if, if I'm not mistaken too. He that was fact, pretty, that factor. He was pretty adamant during COVID as well. He was one of the few that was trying to stand up for what what congressmen and and senators were supposed to be able to do in Congress and how they should enact laws. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, to his credit, that's, that's all, that's all fine and dandy, but I, he's that politician meet me in the middle, like you were saying. Yep. I think people are tired of that because that's not a incremental change is not how things are going to get done anymore. That's not how things get done. Yep. Well, it, it um, really it, it is. It's just that uh, what gets you elected is what is the things get done. Well, right, right, right. Well, anymore. In reality, things are implemented in- incrementally, but the the promise of swift change is what gets people elected. And right, I think it is possible. I think ha- I, I think Trump had some people who were ill-advising him. Uh, so I, I think some of some of those around him perhaps weren't, you know, weren't the the best choices. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, in, in theory, the you know, some of these swift actions can be done, right? Abolishing the IRS, abolishing the CIA, FBI, yada, yada, yada. In theory, it can be done. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of is somebody going to have the nads to stand up and do it now whether or not that's what we want we could debate that right right we could debate whether or not that'll be a good thing or not but um personally i i I don't really know it seems that some of these some of those organizations have maybe inflated a little bit but uh, again i don't know that's uh, you know something up for for debate but um Ramos Vivek says this very well, and he and he's right that being the the incremental change guy is not the the way to do politics anymore. It's the same old stale nonsense where nothing's going to get done. Things need to be 
more swift in politics. Mm. So he's absolutely right about that. I yeah, I just think um, in reality and what you're trying to achieve, you don't actually want that radical change, especially not as a politician. Because right. when you think about it realistically, and oh. they know this, you make that radical change and it goes poorly. Where does the blame go? It doesn't go to your secretary. It doesn't go to your directly. vice president. Directly it goes goes straight to you. Yeah. So, and also yep. it's the, it's the myth that you hear or the myth. It's the thing that you hear about every president who gets in, who claims they got this big change or this big agenda. And then they come in and they meet the black suits, right. Or they meet the people who are going to really tell them what they need to do or what, what their daily right. agenda is. And to an, a right. certain extent, whether we, whether we agree right or left on this issue, we have to understand that this is true, that there is a certain amount of the president's really just daily schedule and total uh, eclipse of his whole presidency is dedicated to all of these agencies, all of these different conglomerates that he needs to make happy and satisfy and go through every single check. And he needs to have such a bird's eye view because he's receiving so much information. He can't, he cannot personally go and uh, try to micromanage all of this stuff. He needs to have people in place that are going to help him or her, whoever's in charge. Now, this is where I think it does come back to Trump. And I kind of want to ask you if he, if you think he's a loser of yesterday. And only reason he would be a loser, of course, would be because he didn't show up. So do you think he won or lost or didn't really do anything from not showing up to the debate yesterday? I don't think it, I certainly don't think it hurt him. Uh, I don't think it significantly helped them. It might, there might be a a negligible boost from it again. Anytime one of these debates come around. Um, I think what Chris Christie tried to do actually totally backfired on him because I mean, any mention of Trump is just going to boost Trump's poll numbers. It's going to, to, boost Trump's favoritism. The more they try and claw their way out of the the bucket and throw insults at Trump, the more the, the more it hurts everybody on that debate stage. It's it's just going it, to okay. completely backfire, right? They have nothing else to say than other than Donald Trump, you're a coward, show up. That's essentially what Chris Christie said, right? He you know, right. and what he said makes sense on the surface, but he's being disingenuous. Oh, and it's for these indictments and charges. Yeah, he, he's just saying, he's trying to like, like on a school playground, he's trying to just like say, oh no, you swing for, like he's, he's trying to like entice him. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To do yeah, it basically. I, I get what you're saying. That's exactly what um, he's doing. He's trying to, entice, he's, just, he's trying to like, he's trying to piss him off to just, to, to do it. And I think that makes Trump look better, <laughs> actually. I, I I agree with you there, but don't you think uh, like the Donald Duck thing? That was funny as shit. I'm not gonna lie, the Donald Duck thing was one of I the funniest. It was stupid. Well, he had such a good setup to say something that might have actually been good or funny, and he just say came something. up with that. And he came up with funny. that, and it was like totally flat. It was like Donald Duck, dude. It's like, dude, that's to me. That's like that is the end of you, and you need to stop at that moment. And that's 
off the stage because you know he needs, he's, to, he needs to just go away. Be quiet. You know he planned that line specifically for a long time because he had a he had a call out. I'm oh, looking for at a you long time. from like he had this big grandstand. Right. I yeah, thought looking into the can. He looks and he looks into the camera. Yeah. No. And to think that that got past scriptwriters, advisors, his consultants, and right. I'm sure you know his family too. Right. To think that everyone. Check the box at that and said, okay, yeah, you know, you, you can say that. What are you <laughs> thinking? Like, he really thought that would be a good idea. I don't know. That was, that oh, was really, so really cringeworthy to me. So awful. But really I, do, I do have a different um, question, though, off of Trump. So I, don't you think that he kind of appears weak, though, by not showing up? No. No, I don't. Of course, you could twist it that way. But I think... I think it makes – and what he says is true is that he is 40 to 50 points ahead in every poll. Why is he going to waste his time? I don't think I, – I really don't think it's weak. I think it's actually a sign of strength that I don't need to waste my time here. But it's almost like – I'm not going to lie. That makes it's him almost look like, like a pompous ass. I think it makes him look really weak. And I'll say this, and this is my reason why. I think it's – it's showing that he's so confident in himself that he's so much better than these other people. Pompous but, might not necessarily be weak, though. You could debate that, but so what he's what he's doing, though, in my opinion, is he he really hasn't come out with very much substance and policy suggestions lately. And when he's done it, especially with what he came out on abortion that against I have DeSantis. Noticed. What he came out with his abortion stance against DeSantis, I thought was one of the worst takes I've heard by a Republican in a long time. He basically cracked down on on the fact that he enacted a heartbeat bill down in Florida and then said it was immoral and that there should be no right to a governor to do that, which I thought you're just stepping on toes at that point that you could have just said nothing. And not only that, I think you dug your dug your grave with a few pro-lifers who really thought you were on board. But Interesting. I, th- I think that as of late, like I said, his policy suggestions have become so nil or so vague that, uh, to be honest, to me, dude, it doesn't seem like he has a plan. And I think that might be one of the bigger reasons he's not on the debate stage is because he's really got his mind in other places. And that might be fair, but that might go to show that he's kind of a weak candidate at this point, I think. No, I, I, I mean... I see what you're saying. I I do know what you mean in terms of him not seeming like he has an updated policy. Like he kind of hits on the same points over and over again. And I haven't really heard much policy from him either. Um, Granted, he does have all these indictments he has to deal with and he's trying to campaign as well. Um, And he also doesn't want to say too much because, uh, you know, every, everything he says can will be used against him. In, in these court in these pending court cases <clears throat> but um no I, I I think not having say policy and it and or plan like you're saying I think maybe it seems like he doesn't have much of a much of a plan as well but I think those two factors hurt him more than not being on the debate stage so yeah I, I think maybe his popularity is dropping a little bit but i don't think it's from not showing up at the debates i think it's from mm. not talking policy not proposing policy 
Um, right, right. But for him, it's kind of like he knows he he knows he's up here. It's like one, his poll numbers show that yes, he is a strong candidate. So it's it's not weak to like he can point to his poll numbers and say, listen, I. I'm I'm not weak because my poll numbers are strong. Um, and it's almost like, well, you know, hate always comes from beneath, so why even pay attention to them? The debates it mean nothing to him. Until he, his favorability drops to the point where he's losing relevance, it, you know, then maybe he'll do it. I think he might participate at some point. Um, it might be once the candidate pool filters out a little bit probably mm. when it's down to say like three or four candidates he might he might do it um i just don't think he really needs to waste his time with the likes of chris christie nikki haley tim scott um yeah i i think it'll be just vivek i, I think if he does it it'll be where it's like trump desantis vivek um uh, maybe Nikki Haley. Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, I, th- I, th- I think if he does do it, that'll that'll be the case. Yeah, I think uh, I'm I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that he he definitely is not looking good if he doesn't come in at some point to these debates and acknowledge some of the candidates going against him. Um, I, I just I really do think so. I think it kind of show it it, it kind of portrays you as not being confident in your ability because I do think if you have such a substantial lead and it was a true lead and you walked on that stage and just whipped up that, that audience or whipped up the debate stage that badly that they just made themselves all look like fools in front of you, you have a clear winner and you can just walk away after debate one or two. He didn't take that opportunity. And I think that does come off as like, maybe he's guarding the fact that he's not as strong as, everyone's kind of hoping i think he i think he'll have no problem going through everybody i mean listen he 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 mowed down 17 people on the debate stage at one point i don't think that's an issue at all for him i think it genuinely is an issue of he knows that because the audience are made up of super pack donor super pack donors um establishment don't you know that that sort of thing so it's not going to be a trump crowd it's going to be everyone else who's there funding the other candidates crowd right and then of course the moderators are not going to treat him any better the questions are probably going to be very one-sided i think he thinks it's probably not going to be productive and it's not going to help him Genuinely, that's that's what I think it comes down to. Um, now, whether or not it makes him look weak in the long run, I personally don't think so. But uh, he very well could be waiting for the candidate pool to filter out a little bit. If you have haters, just like ignore. Them. I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't think it's weak because when you're like, I could see how it can be looked at from that perspective, but from the other perspective. Um, he could go there and absolutely tear them up. And that restraint is also a sign of strength as well. Right. Everyone knows where he stands on, on the issues, right. That's not, um, 
Well, that's where I disagree. That's, his, that's, that's not his, an issue. Yeah, that's where I disagree. I think his, like I said, his recent stuff with, especially DeSantis cracking down on recent. almost everything he does. Recent. Um, I think it's throwing recent, in this sure. mix of overall. Everyone knows. Everyone knows where Donald Trump is going to stand at this point. Um, now, do you think he's going to go there and answer about ongoing criminal criminal charges? That's that's nonsense because he can't. He's not going to talk about his ongoing cases, right? Chris Christie wants to, uh, you know, ruffle the feathers there, but no, Trump's not going to go and speak about any ongoing criminal criminal charge. Of course, you know that's just that would be foolish for Trump to do. Um, I think that plays into why he hasn't been there. Also, hmm. so, I mean, I think maybe. People aren't going to really look at that. They're not going to know that. They're just, all they see is, oh, there's an empty podium, or there's no podium. Um, there's no Trump there. People aren't really going to look into maybe the reasons why. They're just going to see, oh, Trump's not there. And maybe it might make him look bad. Maybe it might not. But there may be legitimate reasons he's not doing them as of now. They're very, very well maybe legitimate reasons. Yeah, and he uh, might be getting advised by a lawyer not uh, to go on we'll, that stage. We'll see. Right, right. And I think it's actually probably a smart thing for him to do as of as of now. I mean, we know these charges, whatever, if you want to call them that, are absolute bogus. Um, it, it really aggravates me. I think it, I think it is a political persecution. And I, I, I don't think he will help his case by going up on the deba- on the debate stage. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he puts himself in a lot of jeopardy to fumble and to right. trip trip himself up for court. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, so um yeah, we'll see what happens with it all, but uh I'm looking forward to it. The next debate is November 8th, I believe. Okay. So coincidentally, that might be election day. Um, looking forward to it. I'm sure we're going to lose a couple by then. So look for him maybe to participate in that one. If not that one, maybe the next one. I'm assuming there's going to be a fourth. There's usually a bunch, right? Yeah, I think they're going to have to have a it candidate. To they're going to have to have a candidate solidified by when did they run the primary? By what March? They started no, in March, I believe. I think they're going to run primaries probably in February or March. Probably in March, I think. You're right. preparing yeah. for you're preparing every for state the election. And, does it after that? You're preparing for the real election right. in 24. So I then think you're going to have. I think you have you're early voting in March, and you vote election. in June. That's for the general. No, 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 for the primary. That's I believe insane. it's. No, for the primary, I believe it's early vote. For New Jersey, in, it's June, in March, and then you go to June for the for the primary election. Right. This, but states caucuses and primaries start in February or March, something like yeah. that. Super yeah, Tuesday, especially the so early like, ones, and that's especially when the early ones. States. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah. Well, I forget how many there were last election cycle. Or 
last election, so like when uh, I thought there was, were, I thought there was four for some in office. Four, four or five, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll we'll see who, if anybody drops next time, and it'll be interesting to see who it is. We could speculate, but uh, who do you think? You know, candidates are they're they're not really going to stop. They're not going to suspend their campaigns yet, of course, because it's a lucrative thing to do. And of course, they, you know, you you can make a lot of money <laughs> through through a campaign. Um, and let's be honest, that's why all but one or two of the candidates up there are doing it. Is I think to, that's probably money. I think that's probably why pretty much. Realistically, Doug Bergen, dude, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley. After after seeing what I saw last night, I wasn't impressed by Vivek. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great either. I wasn't impressed. I don't think he's got a real shot just because of the baggage he's going to have from it. I if he continues to stay just on there and, and buy himself in, no, I mean that's his second debate. But you have. You're going to have to fund yourself another, what's that, a month and 10 days now? How long do we have until the until the next one? It's got to be about right, right? Yeah, five weeks. No, I, I don't I don't think he hurt himself anywhere near that that badly. I, I, I don't think like he hurt himself. On... I think he needed to go – I think he needed to go up a lot, a lot more than he did. And I think he's going to be right. not the next one. It's it's got to be the one after that. And I feel like four is the end. Like you said, I believe we start in February. So I think if you push that out another yeah. four to five weeks, I don't think you can have a fifth. Yeah, December, then maybe January ish. Right, but you're going to run that over holidays oh. and all that bullshit. Oh. They usually would never February because it's not going to be till late February. Correct. They might do it in early February. Do it, yeah. They, yeah, uh, could be early February. Yeah, there's still a lot of time. I'd say probably five. It'll be five. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I mean, Doug Burnham's gonna drop out. Nikki Haley's gonna drop out. She's gonna go down punching though. I think. Uh, I think Haley's gonna, gonna last. Drop out. I think Haley's gonna, gonna last, last a little, a little I, while. I think she's gonna at least make it through the third and possibly get to the fourth. I don't see any reason why right. she can't because she does have a lot of name recognition, especially with with females. She does, yeah, and um, yeah, like you said, especially with females. Females love her for whatever reason. I don't think she uh, has really much substance to to contribute. I think she's a war hawk, especially her, her some of her answers on the Russia Ukraine situation and her response to Vivek disturbed me actually. Um, when she started talking about uh, about TikTok and with the kids, it seemed really overbearing. Well, that too. Well, well, that too. But she, you know, she her answer with the the whole Russia Ukraine thing, like foreign policy, supposedly her. What what was it exactly? I don't recall. area of expertise. She was saying. Well, she, well, well she served like, in the army, correct? Uh, um, maybe she did. I don't. I don't know, but. He essentially wants to perpetuate the war in Ukraine, keep sending money, keep sending funding. Um, and Vivek just basically said, it's not our problem. I want to, as president, I will withdraw. I will end the war in Ukraine. I will stop sending money. Um, 
And what else did he say? Yeah, no, he, he he's. I'm trying to think. Was it the podcast I listened to today or yesterday? On one of them, he said essentially that he would reestablish economic relations with Russia so that they don't have to rely on China. He would defuse that alliance and have and and form an agreement where Russia gets some of what they want in Ukraine, and then that's that. So Nikki Haley's a career Nikki politician, Haley just, by the way. Not a not in any way, shape, or form a military vet. And it's interesting that she's a war hawk. Right. To, to me, her answers came across as very war hawky. Um and I like that Pavaic was not. And then mm. she she sounded stupid clowning Vivek for being on TikTok. Like really? I think she also Vivek is absolutely right. If you want if you want to bridge the gap to if you as, want to reach those people the younger generation. Right. Of course you of course you have to go where they are. He's absolutely right, right and she's absolutely wrong. And I and I, she sounded kind of tin hatty in a way. Like yeah. Right. They're gonna get they're all your information. To they're gonna they're gonna get all your uh, all your data. They're gonna right. be able to get oh, your financials. Oh, it's horrible! Oh, it's horrible! Right, like the uh, she sounded a little bit too tin hatty to me on that. She sounded like um, you know, I'm trying to think of an example of something we laugh at now that, like in the past, people were all worried about. I don't know, like uh cell phone towers or something mm. like that. That's like, that's kind of what it sounds like or when people who would complain about or think that there was a whole conspiracy behind like chemtrails or something like act, acting like it was the worst thing. Oh, it comes down and there's all these chemicals in it and shit. I don't know. Maybe there is, but I don't know. She came across as just wrong. <laughs> she came sense. across really I mean, condescending. I'm not going to lie. I think and, TikTok and is, Yeah, I think TikTok is it's definitely been proven that it's got a lot of shit wrong with it and you can't deny it. But right. when you're talking, right. when you're talking about the fact that it is a platform and it exists, are we just going to deny that it exists? It's or a legitimate gonna... platform. A lot of people are on it and yep. you can't tell me that you want to bridge the gap, but are going to ignore where the young, the, the people you're trying to bridge the gap to are. Right. You can't avoid where they are if you want to bridge that gap. How right. else you have to be able to, to connect. It. Yeah, you have to be able to connect. And she got, yeah, she got, right. I think she got like kind of visibly upset. And it, 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 like I said, it came off condescending, I think. She did. Right. And the fact that she was that upset over that, I don't think, yeah, no, it's, uh, it was kind of like, okay, grandma, like just, <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. stupid now. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah like, um, Kind of like all the uh, the communist hearings back in what what was it the fifties or something when the mm. the congressional uh, Congress you know, subpoenaed people to testify about communism like the Red Scare and all that stuff. That's kind of what it sounds like now. To be honest with you, like I'm not big into banning things in America, so no, I don't want TikTok to be banned. I think it should be a personal choice for everybody. Um, If it's a national security risk, then sure, action might need to be taken on on the cyber level. But yeah, like I said, I'm not into banning things in America. And 
in Vivek's defense, I can't even believe I have to say this, but I don't understand how Nikki Haley doesn't realize that if we need to bridge this gap between young people and conservative ideology, you have to meet them where they are. Right. Have to meet them where they're at. Right. I couldn't right. agree more. So I I just think she sound, she sounded so, so out of touch. It, yeah. I, I think that was foolish of her. Well, let's, let's end really. it on that though. Yeah, dude. That like, was one of my biggest disappointments. Like, how do we, yeah. as a, as a group and a, a, like, cause at this point <clears throat> I'm finding it hard to call myself a conservative with how, just how bought out every one of them sounds. And right. the more Absolutely. and more, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I want to just hear other voices. And I don't even necessarily need them to be correct. It's just nice to hear someone who's not bought in. Right. How right. do we as conservatives start pushing the message that we're, you know, cause to me, that's not a good idea. Like we need to have grounded values, but the problem that we're having now is our grounded right. values are corrupt. I, I do think that our Republican party is pretty corrupt as well as the Democrats. And right. It how, is. Do we start, how do we start shifting this dude? Like, what do you think we could start doing? Um, cause I think it's, it's pretty important before we, really start going down a path of not having choices like the past three election cycles right. i wish i had a president that i said 100 percent i had faith in. there's not once been that right. and I, I wouldn't even say going back the whole like the united states i wouldn't have had confidence in probably one man and that's unfortunate not one that's totally right. running at this point knowing what i know now how do we get to a point where we trust our leaders dude Right. Um, like even Vivek is going to from the top, like even Vivek is going to have the, his off put. Like, <clears throat> how do we put a candidate out? And maybe it's not a Republican. Right. You're not maybe it's agree a, with everybody on anything. Maybe it's a third party, but maybe it's a third I, party. Right. Dude, I, I, I'm more and more. Yeah, especially I mean, watching. Right. Watching that debate last night, dude, I, I found myself so out of touch with pretty much everyone on that stage. And it just seemed like they're living in a right. different world. It really seemed like they're living in a different world. They only. For the most part, everyone pretty much except Vivek, I would say, um, in my in my opinion, at least everyone else seemed so out of touch, which is odd because Vivek has the highest net worth of anybody there. Um, so it's kind of like that phenomenon with Trump where like how. But he lives in the real world and he's. He lives in the real world and he has to do business with he real lives, people. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how high right. up he does have to do business. But right. even right. still, like it, when I think about it and some of his answers, I still, I, I'm not a hundred percent on with, you're going to limit uh, activity on certain apps by the government up to a certain age. And you're going to draw that line just by yourself without anybody's action. Like a lot of his stuff is uh, without congressional action. Which well, he was saying children under the age of sixteen shouldn't be on addictive social media apps. I think he was saying that as a guideline as a parent. I don't think he's gonna take governmental action to say ban kids. I don't think that's what he was saying. Right. Right. But I'm saying a lot of the a lot of the actual policy actions he was thinking about taking are all executive action. And so is basically everybody on that stage. It's not like he's the only one. But pretty much when yeah. you're gonna when you're going to do this, you run into the same issues that we've run into with every past president over the past 
eight years, 12 years since Obama right. started it, where you're just going to wipe away the last four years, go into more debt and start a new system. And then you're going to rinse and repeat that. And that just right. costs so much money. We need to get out of that cycle. We do. Uh, and it needs, it goes back again to what we were talking about earlier. We need swift change and it needs to happen. And we need a guy to do it. I don't know who that guy is necessarily at this point, but. I don't think 2024 holds that person. I'm just saying that's where we need to get to. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it, uh, I don't know if it does hold that person in 2024. Trump may come back with a vengeance and he may have learned from last, who knows? He may have learned from last time. He might have better advisors this time. If he ever gets reelected by some, mm. you know, slim margin. Um, yeah. We don't know yet. It's still, a, it's still a, a way out, but, uh, you know what I hope happens? Yeah. I think I'll it's going to take somebody who's this. ambitious. I'll just say this before we get out of here. Uh, I hope that RFK runs as a Republican just so he can get stage time. Right. I hope he just right. switches because that would actually give me someone to watch and hope to maybe intellectually battle it out with Vivek on stage, maybe a little bit of banter with the Sanders right. too. And right. it, it would just give a chance, you know, it would give a chance for Americans to see a real debate, I think, because, you know, RFK would come loaded with his own facts and you would have to fact check him on every single one of them. And it would, bring a tough right. debate. I think it would really bring a tough debate. I don't really see RFK disagreeing <clears throat> with Vivek as much as we may anticipate. Oh, I completely I agree. But, but there will be bit. but there will be everybody very else fine tuned. Like and that's where I think our debate needs to be had, like on those very fine tuned right. things, because right. that also exposes how alike we are. And I think that helps with the country unity by having two two candidates. Well, I'll tell you what, are... though, not <clears throat> not necessarily just debating these nuances. It's important to to debate these major concepts as well, such as being a war hawk, right? Or like, being or or abortion, right? You, like you saw a total or abortion. You saw total <clears throat> um, total contrasting ideas yesterday <clears throat> on the stage regarding the war in Ukraine. Um, we did. We did. We saw a couple so you, of different people. You, know, who so you were need to totally, know where your where your candidate stands on, especially on a, a fundamental issue like basic that. issue like that. Yeah, right. That's not a nuanced issue at all. Uh, I, I I really hope that honestly we see a little bit more personal, like not personality, but personal. Like I saw, saw a lot of fake. I saw a lot of trying to whip up a story and involve emotion with the fake people stuff, like. I want to hear a personal and a real dedicated policy over these next few debates. And I really hope enough people drop out that we can have a real conversation uh, stem from it. Right. That would be nice. Not just Nikki Haley and Tim Scott yelling at Vivek, trying to score points and make themselves feel good. I want to hear actual ideas being exchanged in a respectful manner. Right. right. Although it is kind of funny sometimes to watch the fireworks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look back to, uh, you know, Trump was basically the one just yelling over everybody back in 2016, especially towards the end of the debates when it got to like Hillary, he was like just marching over whenever he got a chance. And it was funny, but like, 
I don't know how well it plays. Again. I'll tell you what, though. He made his point while doing it. He did. Uh, he, no, he did. He made his point while doing it. It was effective for him. Tim Scott and Nikki no. Haley trying to do it? No. Total different animal. It's, it, it falls flat. Even Chris I Christie. I mean, he was always known as a loudmouth who would do that sort of thing, and it, I don't see it working very well for him. I agree, dude. I mean, see what happens. <laughs> see what happens, dude, but I think he's out. Yeah, we will. Looking forward to the next one. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody else, mm-hmm. peace out. Yep. I'ma make all you. these bitches say, damn, I wish I were to fucking say I want to be something, not nothing. Trapped inside my dream and I'm running. Running away from these demons. But the feeling's so good, I'ma keep dreaming.